um, this morning. I'm not sure, but if I can get through this this morning, next week we will continue with the life of David. But um, seeing it's the first time that I'm sharing for the year, I wanted us to t take a, a, a look at what God can and want to do in and through our lives as believers in Christ. Um, let, let us read together um, Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18 and 19, please. Okay, um, as we look at this text this morning, I, I want to, I want us to take a, a, a look at, at our own um, time for the past three to four years. Uh, life for many of us have been very difficult um, for the most part. Uh, last year we experienced uh, a record of some 127 murders and also suicide was up. Um, I believe with all of my heart too many are giving up on life because uh, of not being able uh, to maintain the lifestyle that they had in the past. Others take their lives leaving their family broken hearted and again we are into day 43 of 2012 and believe it or not when I was going through this last night I checked and we recorded already 12 deaths for the year. This morning it's 14. Two last night and two are in hospital. These are murders. Um, I, I am hearing over and over again a number of reasons as to why we are having so many murders in our country and uh, some of them are, are true. We have a lot of drug lords who are warring against each other. There are a number of domestic violence but I want to encourage us this morning that we who belong to Christ still have a hope and this hope is simply because we belong 
to the Lord and he cannot deny himself. We need to recognize that there are those who have taken their own lives and in most cases I believe that they are not only they didn't only die in sin but they are separated from God for all eternity and that is really uh, something that we need to think about and pray about uh, and as I said we, we hear a lot of chatter about what this year is going to bring for the Bahamas and I believe that the economy seemingly is turning around but it's more than the economy unless we find the solution no matter how much we get we will want more um, as the, I said earlier about the drug lords they are now looking at territories there are groups of la of 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 drug lords who are taking over other groups' territory, and that's that's that has a lot to do with with what's going on. But you know, the Bible tells us that things are going to grow worse, and it does not mean that worse in the sense that we won't have a good economy. But we are, it's talking about our relationship with God. If we keep our minds stayed upon him if we are sold out to him if we are desirous of having the lord as our lord and just and not just a medicine cabinet going to him when we have a need in spite of what happens around us hundreds and even thousands will fall all around us but god will keep those whose minds are stayed on him in perfect peace. For he promises to satisfy the desires of every heart. And we are talking about the hearts of his people, believers in Christ. He uh, transforms um, the despondent in their experiences he says and i quote behold i will do a new thing now it shall spring forth what a text for 2012 if we really look into it it is offering those of us who belong to him true hope deliverance from ourselves and situations that sometimes seem to be out of control we are reminded to forget the former things do not dwell on the past and you know it's amazing and I believe you will agree with me that it's so easy for us as 
people to concentrate on things that might have gone wrong in our lives. Disappointments. We keep meditating upon it rather than looking at what God has in store for us who are called by his name. He wants to remind us this morning that he is doing a new thing. We heard from Charles already about his son. And you know, I'll say it again and again, we need to make sure that Christ is in control of our lives. And we can depend upon God because you will hear me say this again and again. Even though we might fail God in one way or another, he cannot deny himself. And he says, them that honor him, he will honor. So I, I really want to encourage you uh, this morning. Um, let us not concentrate on all of the difficulties and the disappointments that we had in the past. Truly, God is able to transform our lives. Let's, let's look um, a little closer um, at what God is saying to us. Um, I want us to read verses 14 through 16 of Isaiah 43 together, please. Let's, let's read it together. This is what the Lord says, You're a leader of the Lord. 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 As you look closer at these verses, you, you would notice that uh, these verses go goes way beyond the deliverance of um, Egypt to the deliverance of Babylon. Um, the sad part about it is to recognize that a nation that has had provoked God in many ways, he was ready to liberate them, he was ready to uh, preserve them once they got on their knees and call upon God. Because of their disobedience, they found themselves, of course, captive once again in Babylon. 
But this uh, is exactly what happened because of their backsliding and their rebellions against God. He allowed them to be sent back into captivity. Um, he allowed them to be judged. But what is so wonderful is he answered the prayers of the faithful remnant. A great deliverance was effected. There was a divine uh, seed of hope in those words. For God is telling us that he is about to do a new thing. I have a young lady visited with me yesterday. She was um, married. Her husband left her with uh, two children. She has been struggling for years to make and meet. Uh, it was extremely difficult for her. But believe it or not, in these difficult times, God has turned her life around. Now she has her own business and she is doing well in spite of our economy. She loves the Lord and she is obedient to the Lord in spite of the fact that the children now are rebelling. It's, it's easy for us to see the hand of God at work when we trust the Lord because I know quite a bit about this individual's life. I, I was quite involved in it for, 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 for many years. But now it seems that God is answering her. And you know what is amazing? Uh, we, we cry out to God um, and we expect him to answer in our time, which is normally right now, we want help now. But may I say to you, it's always in God's time. Isaiah 43, 3 says, and I quote, For I am the Lord, your God. The Holy One of Israel, your Savior, I gave Egypt 
for your ransom. In that one phrase, I give Egypt for your ransom, we have a whole story about the nation of Israel. God is still ready and willing to do the same thing for us today. And I ask myself over and over, Lord, am I pleasing you? I wish I could be totally convinced that I was doing everything that I can in accordance with God's will. But sometimes I feel that there are those things that I should have done that I didn't do. And of course, there are those things that I have done that I should not have done. Before you on, since you're talking along those lines, and we talked about backsliding, I mean, I don't think I speak just, I'm sure other people can have felt the same way, is that, you know, talking about forgetting the past. I mean, there may have been things that we did even before we became believers, but I think what tends to hurt us as Christians is we give ourselves a spiritual beating when we know that we've done things not according with God's will. And and we tend to dwell on those things of the past, knowing that as a believer we shouldn't have done it. Even though Lord's Word says He's just and, and forgive us our sins and but why do we tend to do that? Why I mean we you know, we give ourselves a spiritual beating sometimes and we feel like it's God punishing us when really it's our, our, us punishing ourselves, you know. Okay, I want to just open it up. Uh, anyone want to respond to that question? I, I will I will respond to him, but maybe you you have a feeling as to why we tend to beat upon ourselves. Okay. Anyone else wants to respond? Uh, 
Okay, but and 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 I'll go a step further. It is the guilt, huh? We 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 yeah, have a, a sense of guilt. Exactly. And uh, yeah, even though we know that we prayed to God and we were sincere in our prayer and we asked for forgiveness, right. yet we come away many times feeling still guilty. But you know what encouraged me, my brother? These words. Even if our hearts condemn us, He, Christ, is greater than our hearts. And He says if we confess, and you quoted the scripture, He is faithful, He is just, and He will forgive, and He will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So the, the point is, even though we still feel guilty, we can hold on to the fact that God is greater than our hearts, our guilt, and he cannot lie. He says he will forgive. And we just read how he, he the, the remnants of Israelites, when they cry out to God in spite of what they had done, he was ready, and not only ready, he forgave them and brought them out. And he is willing and ready to do the same thing for us in our lives when we feel condemned, when we feel disappointed, when we feel frustrated. He is still ready to do abundantly above all that we can even ask or think. Anyone else before we move on? Just like, you know, my so-called brother-in-law, who I hated so much, who uh -huh. my sister was. Uh -huh. I saw him the other morning. Before he didn't jump in my mind, he had his window out definition. He see me, he looking at me, and I was ready to give him the finger and say the word so he could see my mouth. But I thought, and I said, no, don't do that. Don't do that. But I didn't have it in my heart to really, really do it. No. Yes, my No. But again, you have Christ who lives in you. you and he needs he needs to see the only Christ he might see is what he sees in you, you know. Right, so I didn't do it. So but I mean I didn't have it in my heart, I really wanted to do it. Yeah, but even now I encourage you, don't wait until you see him. Ask God to love him through you. Because that's that's important. Because it's preventing you from growing closer to God. Because if you allow that to continue, Satan could allow you to have a bad day as often as he wants. Nobody. Because every time you see him, you will think of what he did to your right. sister and cause you to you know, have a bad day. That's the first time I see him in a long time. So all the bad things is right there. But like you said, forgive him. And I just stop and I forgive him, put a smile on my face and keep walking. Yeah, and, and be, tell him have a God-blessed day, you know. Uh, um, as I said, it's an opportunity for you to show Christ in and through your life. I think what's great is that he was tempted, but what, he God out fall. of all of them, and, and he, did, he didn't give in to the temptation. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So you could yeah. say God is holding you back from, from making that 
the bicep. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good when we are able to to uh, recognize before we take the leap. Hey, that's not right, and ask God to forgive us. But that's inside. Nobody else heard but you. But if you had given him the finger and tell him what you want to do, uh, you would have shown that Christ is not Lord of your life. Not that you are not born again, but he isn't Lord. And that's the, the um, important thing that we need to do. Okay, we want to look at the purpose of, of, of God's new thing. Let's read from verse 19 uh, through 20. Uh, Okay. Question. Right off the bat, when you look at that scripture, what jumps out at you as an individual? Some things we just got through discussing. He is our provider, and he will provide in the most unlikely places, in the desert. What else? You know, the desert is a patch land, but he says he will do something for us. Honor. 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 Yes. And he says he will give drink to my people. Who is his people? The chosen one. We are, we are his. We are his. Anything in, in, in Genesis uh, uh, 18 verse 14, you remember the story of Abraham, how the Lord was uh, uh, telling Abraham that he was going to Sarah was going to have a child and Sarah was listening the word of God tells us and she laughed and the Lord asked why she laughed and she said no you know I didn't laugh now um, maybe you could laugh and I wouldn't no, but the Lord will always know whether you're laughing or cursing. But she admit, she tried to say, you know, I wasn't laughing. But the Lord asked a, a question, and 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 it's it's very it's it's at the top of my list when I come to difficult tasks or paths in my life, and it says, is anything too hard for the Lord? That's a question. And I think we need to, to be willing and ready to answer that question sincerely. And if there are things God can't do or too hard for him to do, then he isn't God. He isn't Lord. 
As I was saying, you know, when God asked this question, he didn't stop there. What he did was he, he continued. He says, I will return to you at the appointed time next year. And Sarah will have a son. As I indicated a couple of minutes ago, you know, we, we, we want certain things now in our lives. But everything in its season, there was a time, there was a, a minimum of nine months. And that was the time frame. He says, I will return and Sarah will have. A child in spite of our old age in spite of his old age today we will say that's impossible and back there would have been far worse something I said earlier, I'll repeat it again. 
if we are willing to honor the Lord, He will make a way in the desert. Our lives, our lives can be a, a life of desert, a desert place. You know, uh, Go ahead. The path that goes along with that, that you're not saying, is like what I was talking about, it says, for them that honor me, I will honor. And they that likely esteem me, oh, and they that despise me, should, should be likely esteem. Yes. So I mean, you know, what honor we have, we go in and just honor, if we honor in God. Definitely. And we, we said this earlier, one of the questions, answers that was given, God expects us to honor Him. Yes, ma'am. Well, a lot of the desert areas in Israel now is no longer desert. It's one of the most fertile. They get more fruits that they're growing for export. But, and, and that's literal. But right now I'm looking at the spiritual side of our lives. How our lives could be such a desert place. Definitely, yes. And for the believer, whatever the experience is, experience with God always comes with your word. And the seed in which you keep away from that, and which will see you in the faith as much as a believer, that he could do what he told you that he could do when you see the whole way out. Right. And so that's what I'm saying by the thing that this is saying is from, you know, because I don't need to do but it's up to us to yeah, he's saying that to us today, not only Israel. It's, he's saying this is this is this is his desire for all of us who are called by his name right here in this room and in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. God hasn't changed. He hasn't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. But there are certain things we must put in place. Yeah, we can read the word, but if we don't believe it. If you don't put it into practice, then you come away just as patched as when you went in. That's what James tells us. Now just listen to the word. But these and do it. yourselves do what it says. That's right. That's right. But he, I see also here that he, he is our provider. He is our protector. He can and he does make a way out of no way. And as I said earlier, he cannot deny himself. And that gives me hope beyond anything I could really imagine because when I look 
And when I start beating up on myself, I recognize whose I am. And he made some promises to me and to you. If you do X, Y, Z, I will do X, Y, Z. There are some uh, promises that depends on what we do, but there are those that we have also that it, no matter, in spite of what we do, God will come true. Let's, let's look at uh, verse 20. Let's read it together, please. The wild animals, okay, as I said already, uh, the Israelites were a rebellious nation, and you know. Uh, we don't have to go all the way to Israel. We can just, all we need to do is look around us today and I can guarantee you, you if you're honest with yourself, you will recognize how rebellious we are as a nation. As small as we, we are, as much as God has... Um, empowered us and has blessed us, we still are so rebellious. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 2 says, and again I quote, Hear, O heaven, listen, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I read children and brought them up but they have rebelled against me verse 3 the ox knows his master the donkey his owner's manger but Israel does not know my people do not understand. I mean, it's it's amazing you said that. You know, it brought back something that happened in my life. Uh, many years ago, before I truly accept Christ as my personal savior, I was at a, a service at Evangelistic te Temple Doctor, listen me Doctor, uh, Pastor Earl Weish was the pastor up there at that time and, and he preached a message, I can't remember what it was, 
but it had something to do with uh, dying in our sins. I, I don't even recall where the text was taken from. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't remember what he was dealing with. But I knew it had to do with dying in our sins and going to hell. And uh, I went down to the altar that morning. And I remember getting on my knees and saying to God, Lord, I don't want to go to hell. And I, I really want you to save me. Because I cannot save myself. But there are some areas in my life, thank you very much, but no thanks. I'll handle those. Well, I, I dare tell you, I did not get saved that day. I went down and I did what I thought could have gotten me some peace. But I wasn't ready to give up my life to him. I knew I couldn't do anything about death and dying or prevent myself from going to hell had I died in my sins. But there were some other things in my life I said, Lord, leave them alone because I ain't ready to give them up. I can handle that. Sometimes we want best of both worlds. But it's not until we are ready to, to be open and honest with him, as I did when I truly trusted the Lord. And I, I remember these words, take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my moments and my days and let me live them in ceaseless praise. I didn't try to hold back anything. I said, take me just as I am, sin and all. And God did something to my life. And I thank God. I'm not what I would like to be, but all oh, thanks be to God, I'm not what I used to be. Um, there is, uh, I don't know the name of the church, but I mean, I pass it pretty much every week because i got to drive the way to go home, depends on which way I go. If you cross in, you're on Fox Hill, and you cross in Prince Charles Drive, heading towards the prison, uh -huh. there's a big, I don't know if it's evangelist temple, whatever, on the left-hand side, and they always have something on the message board. Yeah, that's a $5 Okay, there you go. And anyway, on the message board, it had, God takes messes and makes them into miracles. And I think we, we could all say that at one time or another, we've been messes, you know? Yeah, that's for sure. Like Chad was saying, if you want to fix something, fix this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you fix anything, yeah, fix this. Yeah, and he is able. Yeah. There is nothing too hard for the Lord. God wants to do new things in our lives. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, volitionally, physically, and vocationally. But we must be willing to surrender our all to him. God doesn't want half of Frederick. He wants all of Frederick or none of Frederick. 
In other words, we don't, we can't, we can't uh, be on, we can't straddle the fence with God. You, you're either with him or for him or you're against him. There is no middle ground, as he says. Yes? do justice here because it's already uh, 10 30 maybe maybe what we should do is stop here and I didn't intend to go into this next week but uh, next Sunday I'll I'll wrap this up in the will of the Lord um, and uh, then we'll get into uh, back into looking at the life of, of uh, David uh, the following Sunday in the will of the Lord but before we close any anyone else have anything they would like to share before we close sorry that's true. So, right back, it's yeah. Well, right here with you, Shadman. Trust me. You like it running on heat. <laughs> but again, you know where we make our mistakes. We are trying to determine how we can endure to that end. It's not about us. He is the one that carries us. That makes all the difference. You need to remember that. If you have to go back to trusting our own, own understanding. Your own strength is yeah. not good enough. You've got to give it up to him. Because he, he cannot let you go. He says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. 
no matter what. He says, nothing can separate Shadow. Nothing can separate you from my love. Nothing. I, I, I have one quote uh, I would give it. Uh -huh. The Bible is um, Isaiah chapter 30, I think, where it's saying, it says, uh, the sovereigns, is just need to disobedient. Uh -huh. So to them, he's telling them to come back. Uh -huh. He said, the sovereign Lord of Israel, the Holy One, the Holy God of Israel, uh, he said, come back and quietly trust in me. Uh -huh. And then you will be strong yes. and secure. Yes. And then, uh, you know, like the good news Bible gave me filled up it. Uh -huh. Last sentence in that portion says, happy are those in the Lord. Amen. Amen. That's that's the answer to what you the the statement you just made. That's the answer. But you know, being a hero and not a doer. <laughs> well, again, you gotta the two. You gotta marry the two. Uh, Helen is saying something. No, I said you have to give birth to Isaac. Explain that. Explain that, please. That's two of them. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Okay. 